With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So how the hell are we feeling here after a long holiday weekend? Was it a long holiday weekend? Yeah, Labor Day, baby. It's never long enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is but for- I like being on the radio, though. Yeah. I, mean, I like being back on air. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. always fun to be back a on ton air of people, A ton of people acknowledging the show, man. A ton a ton. Yeah. I listen to two pros and a cup of Joe. I listen to two pro. Hey, I listen to you guys every day. It's kind of wild. Do. And they, they say. always say it like that, right? And they say Jonas's name a lot, yeah, which right. was two, weird. Oh, and two God. Two pros. Two pros and a cup of Joe. It's like, like that's how they say Australia. it. Right. That's how they say it. I don't um, know. There is some confusion. Okay. Uh-oh. For those out there listening. Yep. His name is Jonas. It's not. Yeah. Joe. Joe. We don't call him Joe for short. Yeah, we don't. It is Jonas. It is Jonas. I mean, listen. Or Jonas. And and if we're going to be truthful, uh, most of the, yeah, it's more like that. Jonas. I haven't used Jonas in like six months, though. Yeah. It's been a while. But it's football season now, so it could come out. Yeah. <laughs> could could get a little bit more yeah, dicey. Could get a little feisty. Everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could we just uh, get right to the top? Uh, Duke? Well, no, not Duke. Oh, Prime? I mean, there were some big storylines this weekend, man. man. I I think right up at the top of the list, and I don't even know if it's close, the performance by Colorado and Deion Sanders and that team. And, Brady, I know you were there up close and personal, and you guys were just sweating your asses off there in Fort Worth. and hundred. Apparently not a problem for Travis Hunter, though. I mean, he can play how many snaps, go, (laughs) you know, offense, defense, doesn't matter. (laughs) That was impressive from the opening drive all the way through to the end. That was as impressive a performance in week one of anybody. (laughs) TCU's coach was so cold for his comments, too. Like, hey, do you know? Hunter could play all four quarters. Our guys, they couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what's a bit surprising is Travis Hunter was the best player in his high school class. Like, 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 let's just – like, for some reason, there's this disconnect of, like, man, these guys coming from HBCU. Hold on a second. Travis Hunter was the number one overall (laughs) recruit in his high school class. He chose to go with Deanna Jackson State. So for people who – and by the way – uh, Shadour, I think, was a four-star recruit at quarterback. So for those of you who haven't followed, like, college football, high school recruit and all that stuff, uh, these two guys have been stars. Yeah. Like, as they would say, they've been him. 
Now, they get the opportunity to showcase their talents at CU on a power five at a, at a bigger level. And you, and you see what they're capable of. But I, I thought that game was an example of two things. The first is Colorado p- forced TCU to play their game. And they put TCU in positions where their backers had to cover Dylan Edwards in the flat, couldn't do it early on. They couldn't tackle early on. The way they spread the field out, the way they got their wide receivers matched up on backers and safeties, and then mixing in a couple deep shots. Shador was phenomenal. He was accurate. He did well versus pressure, bought time at times. But if that game doesn't get started the way it got started, the defense forces a three and out. Offense drives right down the field, touchdown. Next series, TCU starts to respond. Defense gets an interception in the red zone. If it doesn't start like that and Colorado doesn't take control, it, it, I'm just telling you, it's a different feeling. When you have that roster turnover, you have all the things that, that uh, Deion Sanders did this offseason. You know, players, they, they believe to a degree but that you need to see the execution and the results in order to really believe. And I said this at halftime of the game. Once they were up 17-14 at halftime, there were a lot of players who they might have believed to a degree, but there was still some doubt. At halftime, there was no doubt. They're like, oh, this is working. Like, this is we're, we're going to win. Like, they really, really started to believe. After winning the game, now that momentum builds, that belief builds. And that's what's going to be the scary thing, I think, for Nebraska this week, Colorado State the next week, is you've got a team that is a quarterback in Shadur Sanders, an unbelievable playmaker in Travis Hunter, some other pieces as well, Weaver, Horn Jr. The the wide receivers are really good. Edwards, the running back. But as this team continues to move forward, they're going to continue to believe in themselves even more and more. And that's what's scary for other teams is like, they they're not gonna they're gonna walk into that situation and go oh man I I don't think we can beat these guys and meanwhile CU's gonna feel invincible they're gonna feel like they can beat anyone it's gonna be fun to watch man it really is I mean first and foremost it's crazy that you beat a team that was in the national championship game like not too long ago no technically they were there I mean they were there that, uh, let me that, ta- let me tell you something, that bro. team looks like a shell of itself uh, that's that's fine but that team was in the national title game not too long ago right. That program, right? And and now what's wrong? And now you're, you're at home. You got a home opener that's that's packed wall to wall with crazed fans waiting to see you spank ass of the Colorado Buffs that have been a ass spankable team for a little while now. Now with everything that Q just said, I will say this: I don't know that the defense got that memo of we can do this. Because they need to be a whole they're, lot they're better. They're not going to get better. I mean, it, they got a couple turnovers, and they, they got if, off the field. If they Travis to. Hunter doesn't make that phenomenal grab and take the ball off the hands of that receiver in that red zone, that red zone drive, I'm not sure how the game ends, but he did make that play. But their defensive front – was was lacking their their linebackers were lacking their defense was lacking sorry shallow sanders 21 lacking they were lacking on defense and and so to me if you're 
if you're expecting Shador and, and, and the rest of the crew to have to put up those type of numbers at this level of college football, I don't know how sustainable that is. I just that that's what I for me out out of the obvious that Shador Sanders proved that if if there was any doubt that he could play at this level, he showed you guys there's no doubt about it. In fact, I mean he's got to be in the conversation outside of how phenomenal Caleb Williams is playing. Shador Sanders has to now be in the conversation properly for a runner for for the Heisman. But this offense and and they look good. But if you get up against a team that that can slow down your your offense, you're going to have to slow down your opponent's offense. And then listen, Prime Prime he he addressed it. He said it. He said that they could do a lot better if they can improve. If you're saying they can improve, that's bad. But if they can improve, if the defense can improve, then this Colorado team can can be a team that that has a winning record for this season. Right. And and qualify for a bowl game, but they're going to have to do better up front on defense. They're going to have their front eight is going to have to do better if they're going to have a chance to be able to really make a real run this season. You know, I was kind of interested to see, and I was hoping they would have come up short. The first touchdown, which was that little swing route they threw to Edwards, who, by the way, yeah. he just had four touchdowns, but that cut, you know, because so the performance of everybody else was so impressive. So that was a third and goal from the four. Had they not scored there and it was fourth and goal, do you think Dion would have sent the offense out there on fourth and goal to go for it or would have settled for a field goal in that spot? Like it, I would, it's, it's an interesting question because, remember, Feely, their kicker, he had never kicked before. Yeah. And so, and then the first time they did send the, the field goal team out, I mean, the timing was off. The, the kick literally hit the dude in the stomach. It was so late. <laughs> it's like probably would have just went for it at that point. Yeah, I just I, – I look at it and I go, man – I would have loved to have seen what the philosophy was. I think was. they would have gone for I, it. I do too because it's I, first I, game. It's first man. Penn State missed two in a like in a row. They they benched him and put in another kicker. Like it, it first game and listen, Penn State's defense. And I guess we'll talk about that at some point too. Penn State's defensive line looked trash too. I don't know if his first game like Clemson. Defense looked trash, too. Like, there was some really fine. LSU, defense looked trash, too. Like, there was some trash-looking defenses this weekend. Well, hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. Go I mean, FSU is going to be really, really good well, this year. They are. Like, they're going to be they, good. They People, proved that. Unless, you're, like, unless you follow Duke, like, you don't understand probably a lot of the pieces that they've got. Mike Elko's done a hell of a job. Riley Leonard, their quarterback, he's going to be a guy we talk about the next level. Um, and... and They've kind of been building towards this. I think that the thing for Clemson is like we just have this expectation that they're the Clemson that we saw four years ago. I think I think we made the point. I think we made the point last week that there's a strong chance that this just is not the type of caliber of Clemson that it was in the era that they had Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson and all those guys. It's just that they don't they don't look the same. They don't look like that that once dominant team that you just knew it was going to be hard to beat them. It just they look pedestrian a little bit. Like, it, it, I mean, it's almost hey. like if you look at the turn of Clemson's dominance and and when it's it's like when NIL the transfer portal hit, it impacted. It feels like Clemson the most. Hmm. I mean, for real. T- tell me, tell me another program that like hasn't really been able to compete quite as well. 
And it's it's odd, man. Like it's I mean, I'm not sure what the conclusion is to that statement, but if you think about NIL now it's been around for a couple of years, the transfer portal now for a few years, like Clemson seems to be the program, at least just based off one game that's been impacted by it the most. Dabo Swinney was one of the strongest uh, opponents of NIL, correct? Like he, correct. I, he was he was one of the most vocal about the issue and pay to play. I think he even brought up, you know, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here based on what this has turned into. And so to see how they've struggled since then, uh, kind of interesting. But that it, was a fun weekend, man. Fun weekend it, of college football. It was awesome. It was awesome. And, and look, the NFL is coming up next. I, I think they feel so different. It, it's so hard to explain, but like this weekend was one where you just kind of enjoy college football. And I understand there's fans of both. There's fans who are just fans of either NFL or college football. There is a distinct difference between the two. Like I feel like watching it, being around it, the pageantry behind it, it's just a different presentation of the game. And I'm not saying like one's better than the other. I, I'm, I'm not. I think they're both awesome because they're both so different. Like it, it almost feels like there's more of a – um, I don't know how to describe it. I think being over in Ireland for that Notre Dame Navy game, like you get a sense of college football being a little closer to like what it feels like for an English Premier League team because the chants and the fans and the bands and just all these different traditions and things. Whereas the NFL is just like an awesome product. It's the best players in the world, right? And the way we present it, I think, is is fantastic. But it's just it's such a cool deal. And I know you know Lavar was back in. Happy Valley, man. I mean, I, I, you obviously get a sense of it when you go back, right? Oh man, it, the 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 energy was electric. It was phenomenal in Happy Valley. Well, night, I haven't. It has night game too, so they were uh, some throw all, burners, day, right? all day, all day, <laughs> all day. I was I was I was game prepping, so I wasn't really in it like that. But I mean, it was. It was very, it, it was very encouraging because let me tell you something. The blue white game, the last couple of years, did I go to this year's blue white game? I think I did. No, I did. I didn't even go to the game. I was there, but I didn't even go to the game because it rained. But there's been nobody there, and we used to have like sixty thousand plus people attend our our spring games, and it just wasn't anybody there. So I'm like, man, are we losing like the excitement for? supporting and coming to to Penn State games the answer is hell to the no it was crazy up there on Saturday man even when I was talking trash the one year and I was like Q it's going to be just as many Iowa people in Iowa as it is Iowa be it might be 60 40 it was like 90 10 95 5 Iowa (laughs) but it they had potential and I know we might touch on that at some point, uh, maybe not, but you know it, it's uh they had a rough start, but they got a dope ass quarterback, boy. I tell you that, woo, do we got a we have a franchise, we yeah, got a franchise guy. He looked good. He's got a cannon for an arm, and man. and you get that type of you get that type of guy, and the the stadium they was doing the introductions. The stadium went nuts when they said his name. And you get that type of guy, and he comes in and and he produces, and he could have played a lot better. There was a actually there there was some real critical drops, um, or he might have had two more touchdowns on top of I think he had four on the day. He might have had six touchdowns if the guys don't drop, you know, the balls the way that they did. There was like two critical drops uh, in the game, but 
I mean, dude was reading the defenses. He was seeing where the pressures were coming from. They, uh, the O-line was letting him down in pass protection. He was, like, clean in the pocket. He was cool and clean. And he stepped up, stepped around, stepped out, delivered the ball. I mean, d- one time they got him, it was a sack. It was going to be a sack. The dude's arm is so strong, he still threw that bad boy out to, to, the, uh, to the flare pass, and it should have been caught. Dude, dude was so shocked that the ball got to him as quickly as he did that he dropped it. I mean, he was throwing those missile screens, Q, and those bad boys was getting out there lightning fast. Like, snap ball, ball's gone. Phew. Defender couldn't even eat up the, the six, seven-yard cushion to get to the kick that caught the ball because the ball was in his hands so quick. I said, that's what, that's arm talent. That that kid is special, man. And I'm not gassing him because I'm a Penn Stater. I was just – he just really, like, gives you excitement when you watch how he plays. Pretty cool. He, he's going to be a top ten pick in two years. I mean, hmm. it's, it's that simple. Like, I, I've kind of – and here's the crazy thing about it is we were on the field last year before their week one game in West Lafayette, and I watched him warm. I watched the throw. I was like, that kid's going to be a first-round pick. Like, you could just tell. Like, there's some of these kids are such outliers. Travis Hunter, outlier. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell when he's down there, he's warming up and he's running. You can tell late in the game, he's running at a faster speed. He's played 120-some snaps. He's running faster routes than the dudes across the field from him on his same team. And he's running better than anyone else in the field at that point. Like, there are some of these players that just stick out. And it's really easy to tell early on they're going to have an NFL future. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. So I'm trying to think what was the worst performance of the weekend other than my gambling on college football, which was just Oh, atrocious. come on. You, you only show me winners. So I, all I saw was – I'm just saying, all, all you show me is winners. I had one win, okay? And <laughs> he the, said all. And the one win was, was a <laughs> fluke. I bet the over-under, the point total in the FSU-LSU game. And then when I went to go send the proof to Brady Quinn, I accidentally said – FSU instead of LSU so I couldn't even get that right completely but that was my one win I did like LSU minus one and a half and uh, that did not go well they got there awful they got manhandled by Florida State in that game and uh, Brian Kelly the head coach of LSU hi my family we ain't done winning yet a man born and raised in Cajun country (laughs) depending on how soon after he does an interview or talks with a uh, a a people at a LSU basketball game. Brian Kelly did all of a sudden clear up his Cajun accent mm. to lay, let his team know about how they performed, how he coached, and what LSU looked like after that week one throttling to FSU over the weekend. This is a total failure on a coaching standpoint and, and a player standpoint that you know we have to obviously uh, address and we have to own. I know adversity is always going to strike at some time in this game, uh, and this is this is our first uh, real piece of adversity, if you will, that that we have to address. And um, I'm confident our guys will uh, and our coaches will rally in the manner that they need to. For some reason, we thought we were somebody else. We thought we were the two-time national champion Georgia Bulldogs or something. I don't know what we thought, but um, we were mistaken. So I'm It go. was very clear <laughs> English and, and those comments there. Yeah. The, there was yeah, no action at all. No, no, no action. I'm going I'm to go out on a limb here and say they're probably not going to be in the top five. Oh, I, I don't think they'll be in the top 10, top 12. That I was mean, bad. It, it, here's, here's the tough part. 
It is incredibly difficult. And, and LeVar, like, I, I know you called Penn State West Virginia, but West Virginia is no layup either. Just because they're, you know, not – I guess scheduled or the betting, you know, favor. They're not one of the betting favorites. It's not like coming out of the gate. That's an easy deal to deal with a, a power five. In some cases, uh, conference opponent. That's not a conference opponent, but still, like another yeah. formidable opponent in week yeah. one. Neighbor, a neighbor, a neighborly yeah. rival. Is so what that was. I mean, and, and this game was played in Orlando, which was essentially. It's like when we played the Sugar Bowl against LSU. I was like, oh, yeah, no, there's a lot of Notre Dame fans here. <laughs> like, we got there. <laughs> it was like 90-10. I was like, holy cow. I forgot all these people just live, you know, maybe an hour or so away. I mean, it, like those games, that game didn't set up well for LSU. I, I, but I'll say this. The issues that LSU had, to me, were more coaching than they were their players. Harold Perkins Jr. is one of the best talents as an edge rusher. They got him playing off the ball as a linebacker. He was a spy for the majority of the game for Jordan Travis. That is a travesty. Like, as a former quarterback, anytime I saw an edge rusher drop into coverage, he was like, yes. I, I was like, thank God. This is the stupidest defensive coordinator that you could have when you've got such a ridiculous talent. And you're like, well, no, we don't want you to get a beat on what he's doing. No. Make, let the guy do what he is made to do. He was made to rush quarterbacks, get sacks, strip sacks, negative plays. Like, why would you want to put him anywhere else? Like, what puts the most pressure on the offense? It's when you have to deal with that guy every single play. It's like, oh, well, we've got Aaron Donald. We should drop him into coverage too, huh? Like, what do you think? Just mix it up a bit just so they don't get a beat on where he's at? It's like it's sometimes like coaches like overthink stuff. But that, that was the first issue I had. Like, watch, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, what the hell? Why is he off the why, – what is he doing? Why is he in coverage right – like, what's he sitting back there? I mean, they literally gave, at least defensively, a layup to Jordan Travis and Florida State, allowing him to have more time in the pocket, more time to throw the football downfield to Keon Coleman. Now, I'll say this. I mean, Florida State's got some huge – pass catchers big guys johnny wilson's big keon coleman as you saw showed out the michigan state transfer you know jaheem bell too showed off his athleticism i mean they're gonna be tough for anyone to match up especially with benson in the backfield but defensively or, or excuse me offensively for lsu defensively for florida state look the offensive line issues displayed themselves we kind of knew that i mean jared verse is one of the other best pass rushers but i was more just kind of surprised by the overall game plan I mean, Jaden Daniels ran the football as, as much as anyone last year. And I kind of feel like sometimes when they struggled offensively to find a rhythm, it's like just let the kid run. Like, like do what he had done a ton and just pound away at a team like that, especially when they've got really good edge rushers. Like you got to kind of sometimes fight, take the fight to them. So I know at one point in the game it got out of hand and you weren't going to have the opportunity to do that. But I thought early on, like not taking points, going for fourth downs, terrible play calls on those fourth downs. It was like, like this is just one of the worst game planned uh, schematics or matchups I've seen in quite some time. Uh, opening a weekend, we have all offseason to prepare for this matchup. They they get to recover this week against Grambling. 
Um, well, that's, that's racist. Yeah, come on. That's I mean, racist. We're going to take this? Was that racist? I'm yeah. not going to stand for this. Why is that racist? Well, recover I mean, against... Recover against grambling. Yeah. What is that supposed to mean? Thank um, you. It's an inferior team to LSU. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Why are they inferior? Come on, Barb. Because it's a black college. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. Sorry, Lee. I mean, what, I'm just saying. They'll Lee? get to recover against Grambling State. Then they'll play Mississippi State. That'll be an interesting game for them. That'll be a tough game. Arkansas will be a tough game for them. Every game's going to be a tough game now. <laughs> right. So, I mean, Army, not so much. But then they have Alabama, Florida, I mean, Georgia State, and then A&M. Like, I mean, can they can they recover well enough to run it? Can they run it? Or maybe what a two two loss team can maybe a two loss team can they, well not, not the this SEC. Year. I mean, it's an ACC loss, so it doesn't matter. It's right. not a conference, right? Like, my, my concern is they beat Bama last year, and it felt like that was their Super Bowl. Like, it felt like, especially for Brian Kelly too who lost Nick Saban back in 2012 when he was the Notre Dame head coach. They got to go to Alabama. Exactly. And by the way, Bama with Jalen Milrow looks awesome. It looks like they're going to be they're going to be able to have a game plan around what his skill set is and what he can do and they could be dangerous. But I think my greater point is they kind of like like won the SEC West first year and maybe got a little too happy about that result and not the the ultimate goal and ultimate result. It's just there's a different vibe coming off this loss to open the season than there was last year with Brian Kelly. Like this one, they just looked like they got dominated. And yeah, yeah it got ugly late in that game. But now you just got to – and you know Nick Saban's going to be gunning for that revenge against against LSU later I in the I just year think a lot of teams struggle for some – I just think that week ones are different for college football teams – than what they ever have been because of the way the preparation is taking place. Like, like the things that I saw in the game on Saturday that I called, that's like, that's not characteristic of what you see when you have dominant, dominant players. What what game did you call? I called the Penn State West Virginia. We are. Game. Yeah, we are. Damn right. I was very, very uh, professional, though. I was not partial at all. I never said we one time, us. I, you know, none of that. Did you almost there. say it? No, yeah. no, I didn't. Not uh, once. No, I did my job. I, I'm one to do my job. Yeah. Um, but I think that again, for for like you think about the pros, they have a different way of preparing now. It's it's a much lighter workload. It's it's very very geared towards preservation of of health, but it doesn't necessarily prepare these guys' bodies for physical contact of real reps in a game but in the pros and and listen the 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 starters aren't really playing these days and in preseasons so i guess you can't say they get a lot of game reps to prepare for the regular season because a lot of those guys aren't taking game reps but it's just interesting to see how teams were adjusting like i don't think duke would beat Clemson later on in the season I just don't I think once these teams get used 
to the physicality of what playing looks like. Like some of these guys look like they were running in quicksand. They just weren't used to leaning on one another and hitting on one another and getting off of blocks and different things like that. Like it was just very noticeable across all the games that I was watching. I mean, the Colorado game. I mean, maybe they don't improve. I mean, I, I don't know their defensive line that well, Q, but I feel like they were just gassed. Like they they weren't they have strong. No depth. Yeah, they well, got no depth. Now that's it's what it looked like. Yeah, uh, you know, I just, I, I, but I just wonder how many of these teams, like maybe an LSU, maybe a Clemson, you know, maybe these types of teams are the type of team that they, you know, historically you choose a Grambling State. Like I, we were joking, like I, I mean, I was joking saying that, you know, but HBCU, you know, it is HBCU. You usually play them. You just mentioned it, like West Virginia's. A, they're not. They're not the greatest of teams, but, you know, they have a lot of depth and and they have a lot of experience along their offensive front. And that gave Penn State all they could handle. Early on, oh. the, the experience traveled. I mean, they're going to get it from my uh, Delaware fighting Blue Hens this weekend. Yeah, I'm going sure. oh, that wow. one, too. Yep. I'm going to go check that one my out, guy, too. My guy number 10, Keno yeah. Arrington. Yeah, That's how about it? Well, right Far, you really need to just live over there, maybe for football season. Kind of, yeah, You're making too many cross-country trips. You ain't man. lying, bro. <laughs> you are That's not hard lying. on the body. You ain't lying, bro. It is hard. And I had hard on the body. And I had, had <laughs> go ahead, hit him with it. Hit him with it, Jonas. <laughs> hard <this>. right hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of. I knew hard. it was coming. Um, and I'm going with all of them this time. Like, yeah, you are. I'm going. I'm taking the whole crew on, and I'm flying. We're flying, coach. All of us, you know, all six That's of be us. A wild plane flight. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel bad for anybody who's sitting there. A couple of. Uh, <laughs> On the little, way there, little, little throat bombs. Yeah, a couple of those. <laughs> little, little, little belly Jones. what? Yeah, little, little what? Little stomach what? <laughs> little throat Jones. burners. Uh, throat burners. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but I, I just I I'm curious, and and actually I would probably project and 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 think that guys are going to improve dramatically. From this first week to let's say week two or three, I think there's going to be a tremendous. Like I saw guys like Abdul, Abdul Carter, who is an all-world everything up, linebacker. You know, he was missing tackles that were routine tackles. They were routine, and he was missing them. And and I just think that these guys were like one or two steps off, and it just looked as though that one or two steps was based off of not being in game condition. That's why I never blame teams for taking layup matchups week one. Like, I actually give credit to teams that take tough I mean, it, it, it's, it's worth thinking about. It, yeah. it, it, for the sake of your, your hard work in the offseason, it's worth thinking about taking an easier game the first week and then maybe stepping it up the second week. Week two, week three. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, would say. Well, I got to be careful about this, but the hard, the hard thing is, is that's obviously not what like fans and the TV networks want. I get right? it. I get like, it. Like they can't. They have a hard time selling a matchup where you've got, and this, and this is what I think these week one, week two matchups are born out of. It, they're not born out of the schools wanting to do them. Like I, I sit next to Urban Meyer and get to talk to him about it, and he's like, "Hey, man." 
There's no preseason. He's like, you got to go into that matchup week one hitting on all cylinders. And he's talked about, to me, like how it changes your philosophy in camp, to your point, LeVar. Like, you got to hit. you got to bang. Because that's, that's what that matchup's going to be, and you can't wait to find out in the first half. And, and honestly, that was one of the things I noticed from TCU. They couldn't tackle. First half, their tackling was atrocious. Mm-hmm. And you're going – all right, like these, these Colorado kids are, are pretty slippery, but you're like, all right, then there's just some bad angles, bad tackling. And, and clearly, like, none of these schools hit as much as they used to back in the day. And there's a callus that you build over that. Yeah. You know, getting hit, hitting, getting used to all that stuff. And so that, that's what I think is, is one of the tough parts in admitting this is the TV networks have pushed it. The fans love it, clearly based on ratings. I mean, there's no NFL. You've got this gap of and, and space and time where the networks are kind of like rubbing their hands together, like, "Yeah, we'll take up, we'll take up that spot." Like football season's already started in college, we'll, we'll gladly take over Labor Day weekend now, and so it's a thing. But you know, it's like it's hard to sell a matchup between Grambling you know, and LSU. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say it, that. that's a hard. No, like, it's a hard one to sell, man. Come on, I mean, let's I, just be honest. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't. I would not phrase it that way. Yeah. Uh, Notre, Dame, okay. Notre Dame. Hey, Notre Dame played Tennessee State. I, I was selling that. You know, that was a game that. Is as Notre Dame, Tennessee, easier or harder Tennessee to sell? State. T- Tennessee State. Whoa, yeah. is that is that Eddie? Well, Tennessee George's? and Tennessee State are very. Is different. that is that Eddie George's team? Which one? Is that it? is Eddie George's team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, is that harder to sell than LSU, Florida State? I mean, I think there is a certain audience that may be more apt to want to watch Notre Dame. Games. What, are you, what are you talking please. about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? Man, please. What do you mean? Like what? What audience? You mean? I'm just saying. I think my Lee, people. He's talking Lee about my may, people. Me and Lee's Lee people. Me and Lee Jenkins. <laughs> me and Lee Jenkins. Leroy. Leroy Jenkins. I'm just saying. Yeah, that we're going to watch the game. Leroy Bowski. I mean, did, did you watch the game? We're going to watch to see if they can win. Hey, did you watch the game? Which one? Notre Dame, Tennessee State. I did not. Wow. I did not. And if I would have been watching. It would have purely been because I wanted to see if Notre Dame was going to do what you expected them to do because you wouldn't have expected anything else but that. I mean, if we're talking about I mean, that's like I would have been wasting my time to watch that game. I'm I'm waiting for them to play a team. Well, be careful about the outcome. You can't. You got to be careful how you say how the game went. Yeah, but (laughs) how did it go? But if they they won by a lot. How much? Eighty. Uh, by fifty something, I think. Okay, so what? So what are we really talking about here? Like, I, I'm I, just saying. You I be sound like I'm. You be, it. I'm sounding like I need to be politically correct before I get canceled. But I'm really just telling the truth of what everybody already knows. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun humor 
power and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
So we started uh, the show talking about the Colorado performance to open up the season. Deion Sanders and company, Shador. You've got Travis Hunter. You've got Edwards, the running back who had four touchdowns. I mean, everybody put on a show there in uh, in Fort Worth there for Colorado. And afterwards, of course, Deion Sanders wanted to let everybody know how he felt about the whole situation. There were media members there that apparently he was keeping receipts on that had doubted whether or not this whole thing was going to work. So let's listen to Prime after the game on Saturday. We're going we're gonna to continuously be questioned because we do things that have never been done. That's the way our life has presented themselves. We do things that have never been done, and that makes people uncomfortable. When you see a, a confident black man sitting up here talking his talk, walking his walk, coaching 75% African-Americans in the locker room, that's kind of threatening. Oh, they don't like that. But guess what? We're going to consistently do what we do because I'm here and ain't going nowhere, and I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh no. Do you believe now? Huh? Oh no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote down. I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. So there was uh, Deion Sanders uh, who. Uh, <laughs> Took, took the opportunity to celebrate and then, uh, you know, air out a member of the media post game. So, yeah. Good, a good story. And then stuff like that pops up and you go, all right, you, dude. You know what's really fascinating about this? And, and we talked about this a little bit on the pregame show is for, for Prime to do what he's done, he had to come into coaching now, right? To exercise the ability to use the transfer portal to take a program that was 1-11, because that's, that's the other part of this, is like CU was at a spot where when, when Dion came in and pitched what he wanted to do, what else were they going to say? Right? Like, like, where else could they turn? Where else could they go? They didn't have another option. Like, other schools, like he interviewed at TCU back in 2021. They decided at that point in time it wasn't the right time, I, I think, with how things kind of worked out, and eventually a year later ended up going with Sonny Dykes. But, you know, there was a number of schools that Auburn didn't want to give him an interview, right? Other schools chose to go with different guys. And, and honestly, like, if he had come in to any of those schools and pitched to them this exact plan, they might have been like, yeah, we can't do all that, you know? Colorado, they changed their academic standards, as far as like what you know, looking for you know transfer portal players and and the student athletes they could admit, they changed all that. Then they signed on to this plan for completely turning over the roster, which is as, as he had said, has never been done before. Now it's been done to certain degrees. You know, Colorado has like eighty some new players. You know who else has a ton of new players? Nebraska. They have sixty four new players. You don't hear a lot of people talking about Nebraska and turning over their roster, but they have. There's other places who are doing it, maybe not to the magnitude Colorado is, and it's interesting that both Nebraska and Colorado are going to score off this weekend. But I think the timing for Dion to do what he's done at Colorado was the perfect storm. It was like the perfect moment in time with the success he had at Jackson State to go to Boulder to create this vision of what he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it, to bring along, you know, his his sons and and players with him from there, it was the perfect storm, the perfect timing to do it. 
And so as far as what the rest of the season looks like, it's, gonna, it, it's, it's all still going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to see how you know, he handles it as a coach, his staff, his players, and all of them. Because I'll, I'll tell you right now, the way they looked this past weekend, they're going to be 3-0. They're gonna be, they should be top 25 ranked after this past weekend. And, and then we'll see where things go from there because things pick up. They're, they're really – their biggest test is going to be Oregon. And they've got them, I believe, week four of the college football season. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm not certain they win this game this week. And Shoot. I, way, just, it's a bad matchup for Nebraska. It, I feel I'm bad. Just, a bad I'm matchup. Gonna, I'm just going to put it out there. Don't I'm you not feel sure bad for Matt they, Rule? I kind of feel bad for Matt Rule. I'm not going to say I feel bad for Matt Rule. They don't have anything that can come close – to the playmakers that Colorado has on the outside. They're going to have a hard time covering them. They're going to have a hard time stopping them from scoring. They don't have much of a pass rush. And the only thing Nebraska's got to hang its hat on is running the football 60 times and then seeing if Colorado can, can stop Nebraska running the football. Because from what I saw, man, they don't – they just – they don't have – unless they're going to end up playing a bunch of young guys and they try to give some of the upperclassmen an opportunity this past game versus Minnesota, I give Minnesota credit. I mean, Jeff Sims made two really that's bad not, mistakes. That's but. not a bad team. Minnesota's a pretty competitive team. I just – I'm not so certain that Nebraska doesn't win the game. Sure. I just – I'll say this, and, and – Listen, college football is college football. Sometimes the the pendulum swings in a direction that people may not have anticipated, and then you got to go back and look at it. What's up, pendulum? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you got to go back and you got to look at it and break it down as to why things happen the way that they happen. And you mentioned the running attack in the running game. They're about to play a Big Ten team. And and I know they have talent. But it's just going to be interesting to see week two what that looks like. What is the physicality going to look like? My biggest concern right now today is Colorado's defense did not look good at all. Yeah, they didn't look good. About so many. Teams I know, and, just, I, and that's. I, mean, like, I think that's the point. Hasn't looked great. I'm, I'm, but I'm, but that's the point I'm making. There were a lot of teams. I don't. They look so bad. Penn State's defense looked bad. There were a lot of teams that their their defensive units looked bad. And so to me, it's like, what are we going to see week two? I'm interested and I'm curious to, to see what some of these teams look like now that they got a game under their belt. And, and so with that being said, that's not even my biggest storyline here. The biggest storyline here is that Prime doubled down on the success of, of winning this first game. And and saying what he said when we listen to the soundbite, I think that it just raises the stakes that much more for Prime to have to continue to win. Now, and 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 for what it's worth, and it's truly based off of himself imposing that pressure on himself and on his team and his program. And and some people thriving in in that you know some people thrive in it and some people don't you know but it'll be curious to see because you're you 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 put it out there in a way like let me just be the one to say it's it's not just black people that are pulling for Deion Sanders to win like i'm gonna just throw that out there it's there there are a lot of people that want to see Dion succeed. And I mean, even listening to the show on Friday when I brought up the fact that if Dion were to lose the game, would would the critics 
you know, attack certain things about him. And Brady, you came in quick and was like, man, don't matter. Like, and it was very, very uh, balanced on, and, and, and I would even say just very, very pro Dion. There are a lot of people that are pro Dion to succeed. So to me, I felt like knowing Prime, he's going to state his obvious feelings towards towards situations and, and how he sees it and how he, he comprehends it. I felt like, for me, in that moment, it was like, be a unifier. Like, I, I don't know if that was a misstep or I don't want to call it because he's a very intentional person. So I don't want to call it a misstep, but I just, I'm like, this was a win for you, yes, but this was also a tremendous win for Colorado and the Colorado community. And don't you also think that if you just took his name out of it and I just said to you, all right, so you got this coach who's taken over a one-win program, he comes from an HBCU, and he's going to be coaching his two sons, he's got all of these transfers, they're 20-plus point underdogs on the road to open the season. Oh, and by the way, he almost had his foot amputated, and he's got to sit down and well, rest he's had during the game. his toes amputated. He, like, like, he's gone through so much. Like the, it's gone through a lot. Everything about that story is a feel-good story, and then he drops that stuff after the game, and it's like, all right, what are we doing well, here? It, like, well, well, what it does, it, it, it alienated a lot of people that were like, well, I'm not black. I'm not African American. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Can I still be down with y'all? Like, can I root for y'all? Can I love y'all? Can I love Colorado? Like, I just you know. But I get where he's coming from because he was stating you and here and you and you and you. You guys were writing all this stuff about me, and he was probably basing it off of very very obvious reasons as to why they were saying what they were saying. He didn't come after us. We so, were pro prime. Yeah, I mean. I, I get where he was coming from. Uh, from I get it, you know. Like uh, I reposted hey, my post this, about the, Feinbaum coming thing, out on him. The thing I don't understand is like when you talk about the dynamics of, or the makeup of the locker room. I'm like, well, that hasn't changed. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like when he's talking about like the color of the skin of of the young men he's coaching. I'm like, well, <laughs> hold on a second. I was like, I mean, it's. 2023. I was like, it wasn't. He said 75. Like, well, yeah, that was what my locker room looked like. Like, What what are we talking about? I mean, I'm just saying, I'm like, hold on a second. 75 plus pretty much everywhere you go. Every locker room. Every coach is like, yep, yep, same over here. You think think James Feely's looking around going, wait a second. Well, I mean, here's the funny thing is like, the first interception was like Woods, their safety. I mean, he's he's on. He's on your team, Jonas. Yeah. Um, but in and, all that, and that's the point, Q. Like, what about the 25% that aren't? Yeah. Well, like, how do they feel? Like, dang, coach, like, you don't bang with me? Yeah. <laughs> then I, is my skin my sin in this situation? Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think that that was kind of, if, if there were any type of, any small criticism that I would lob and say, like, man, that was, might have been a missed opportunity. But he's so big. He's such a big personality. He's a, this is a movie being made right now. Like, if he continues to win, it's a movie. Yeah. I, I just – he's such a big brand that I don't even know that anybody gives a flip 
about him saying that. It, it's pretty awesome seeing Colorado good again. Though, I man. mean, well, the unis, I don't know that we know every, they're. I'll, I'll I don't know that we know you. they're good again yet, though. What what I love, and and I love Dion. He is what he is. I love the players. I love how his son plays the game of quarterback. Like I love how poised he is. He is I love, poised. And by the way, like watching Jackson State film, like if people were surprised by it, you're like, all right, well, you didn't watch them then. Like you weren't prepared to watch him coming into this. He's a gamer, man. He's he's accurate. He's a gamer. He, the no moment never feels too big. Like there was a number of times like he was put in distress and he came out on top. He was great against pressure. And then watching what Travis Hunter's doing, it's so hard. And we were just talking about this yesterday as like a crew for Fox is like how you put it into context so people understand how rare and how difficult it is to play 130 some snaps on offense and defense and it's not and like the thing is it's not like the snaps he's playing are snaps where they're insignificant in any way like he's out there full time on defense on offense when he's in there like he's one of the top reads they're not going to waste a rep when he's in there and they're not giving him an opportunity to catch the football or go make a play and so th- that to me and and the the I mean granted it's one week but if Travis Hunter can sustain this for the entirety of the season I'm, t- I'm telling you right now it's one of the greatest accomplishments Heisman or not I've ever seen a college football player make I mean, that is just ridiculous to play that many snaps. And I know that he was part of it, but it's just going to be the ability to play 100-plus snaps he a said, game. I can still keep going. I they interviewed him at the end of the game. He in the locker Crazy. room dancing like he ain't done nothing. So Some I, cats just got that type of movement in their body, man. Legs, they can just man. go. I was watching the odds I was, you know, while the game was going on because you know he had the 11 grabs, he had the interception. And so people, and Dion made the comment at halftime talking about you know Travis Hunter Heisman Trophy, and so I thought, okay, well, where is he on the the odds for DraftKings? Nowhere to be found. Wasn't even on the list. And this morning, as of right now, he's twenty five to one. Oh, so man. he's actually I, right right there next to Shador it, Sanders, Deion's son, as well. And, and, and the only thing that there's like two things that would stand in Travis Hunter's way of being there in New York for the Heisman. All right, the first is an injury to Shador, because I I don't know what they have behind. Shador, and I don't know that someone's going to be able to replicate the way you can play. So if, if that happens, that would be tough because then that takes away the ability to, to be able to get him the football effectively. And then the second thing is, honestly, it's just like him staying healthy, him being able to do the workload that's the that he's biggest, doing. you got to believe that's the biggest concern. Isn't there also – sustain this? Isn't there also well, – and, and, and there might be some people with Shador if he's playing like this where they're like, okay – what Travis is doing is great, man, but Shador's the quarterback. Like, that dude just threw 510 yards. That's where my – to me, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Shador yeah. should be in the conversation well, for the Heisman. When Dion made the comment at halftime, well, I'm thinking to myself – I mean, both fan, of them for certain. Both of them. Fan, both. Man, your own son might might have had the best game of anybody on that field. Right. He that, did. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he was fantastic. The versatility of Hunter is unquestionable. But what Shador Sanders, if you don't have Shador Sanders, and granted, if, if if Hunter doesn't make that, like I said, if he doesn't make that pick and take the ball out of that man's hands, I don't know how the game finishes up. But 
the defense was literally largely in part unable to stop TCU. So you can, so we talked about this before when it comes to like the MVP in the NFL. There's got to be like a storyline attached to it sometimes. You know, like the story, the narrative, like some of that is built in, especially as you're starting to promote, okay, who should be the MVP, so on and so forth. So Caleb Williams is the favorite to win the Heisman again. As he should be. Right. Yeah, he's, he's special. And he's unbelievable. But hey, you want to know what's crazy hey, about uh, this? Just super quick yeah. before you finish your point i had caleb williams and shador sanders in the same eighth grade all-star game that i used to throw with under armor that Deion sanders it, was a coach of in 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 those games but go ahead did I, you guys was, win the game did you guys win the game well they they were all oh, facing they were, each other yeah they were i think yeah they were facing each oh, other Oh, okay two different two different sides well i, I just think shador won and it, got mvp of the game if, by the way if there's a narrative around the heisman trophy we're already seeing it built because travis hunter is now climbing the list Dion spoke about it shador sanders Sanders is getting some love. So I feel like... But it's week there's, one, Jonas. I know, but listen, this is when it starts. RG3 had that great week one to open oh, up the yeah. college football season, and he that. was off and running. You and gotta put yourself again? in it. I have no idea. Who cares? It's it's gonna you, be always, you always reference RG3's week one college football in his Heisman year. You well, listen, it was against that. Tennessee State. I, I'll, I'll figure yeah. it out when I read his book. The point is, <laughs> you've got two Colorado <laughs> players that are neck and neck, right next to each other in the Heisman odds. So maybe there is some uh, some potential here that this gets done for Deion Sanders and company there in Boulder. By the way, Boulder is going to be so much fun this oh weekend. Oh my gosh. God, if only we had somebody that was going there. Them dudes the went on the road. They went into TCU's lair, their house. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the first sequence between the first three series took the crowd out of it. Like the three and out, it was like, oh, okay. And then you could kind of feel like Colorado, as the drive as they drove down the field to score, you could feel the momentum kind of building, and it got quieter and quieter. And then TCU drives down the field, and that red zone pick, it was like you could hear a pin drop. Mm. You could hear a pin drop, and the crowd was out. Because also, CU plays a little more like up-tempo, no huddle. So it's kind of hard for the crowd to get into it when you're doing that because they don't know like when to cheer, when they're snapping the ball. And it was, from that point moving forward, Colorado stole all the momentum, and TCU never really got it back. I think Dion was wearing blenders too. Those uh, sunglasses. I think he was rocking blenders. They're like not the most uh, high-priced pair of glasses either. So a little bit of you know some humble from Deion Sanders there. I need them to win two, three more games in a row. Oh, they're winning two more. Then this is going to get... They're going to be, they're gonna be and I'm not saying I'm not saying the entire season. I'm saying I, I would like to see them do it now. Do you think they'll be three and a half points better than Nebraska this weekend? I just no? don't I just don't know that they're going to win this game, man. They already are three and a half point favorites. Well, I'm just saying, they think, might get banged up, bro. I'm just saying their defense is going to have to be better. That, I, I'm telling you right now, two shootouts in a row is that's that's asking a lot. Nebraska can't score. <laughs> what are you talking right. about? All right, they're having a hard time throwing the football unless they've got a bunch of kids that they're going to go. Like there was a freshman that didn't play that one of the coaches told me like if this kid gets in like we're going to try to get him the ball. He never never really got in. That was never really getting any burn time. So unless they start playing some of those cats. I don't. I, it is just they didn't have anything. I'm just They're, curious about the physicality of coming into this. I know game. you are, but I that's, was curious about curious that too about. in week one. And yeah. I'll tell you what, it did not matter. 
That ball comes out of Shador's hands so quick, and the defense puts enough bodies there to get guys down. It does not matter. I just hope Joel Clack can be fair and balanced. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for out of this broadcast. (laughs) Uh, It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, And there's Dion's son! (laughs) Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.